That was the whole precedence of feedback is that in order to start making feedback a normal part of your life, which is very, very important because we don't grow without it and our company can't grow without it. Not giving feedback is a huge bottleneck in your business and your relationships. Back. with another episode of he said she said or should it be he said sneeze said oh god because we're just trying to record this and every time she went to hit record she's like <laughs> it is end of august in the midwest which i'm pretty sure is like hay fever i don't, I don't even know, know. I wish people could see how you look at me right now you're like head is cocked sideways look like a pirate your eyes watering you're like Grr, allergies like, yeah literally that is a allergy pirate face right yeah there. it is it's unfortunate we okay have two weeks left up here I know. It's kind of crazy. I am ready to get back. I'm 100% ready to get back. Which means it served its purpose, which is incredible to yeah. like go and be out in nature and recharge and do family and all the fun stuff. Every time I leave here, I'm like the rubber band that is pulled all the way back and ready to like let go. Like, holy crap, it's going to be a moment. I think it's so important. You know, I, I know like Europeans do summers away yeah. a lot. And even if it's month long vacations, yeah, like they go away or to a summer home or they go rent something like a lot of families no matter what their income it's like a normal part of how they grew up the was shut down the, yeah the the um dry cleaner shuts down the restaurants shut down the uh, library like everything shuts down in august typically there now maybe that's not everyone but it is really interesting because it's such a beautiful energy switch up and just like environment change up and change of pace and it truly has made me more excited about work and life. Like it's made me even more excited about my goals. So I think it's a really important thing to think about. Like even if that recharge looks like two weeks, but I don't think you can do it in less than two. Sometimes I think you might need longer, but it's not that we're not working up here. No, we work our tails off. It is here. that we are that going and doing something different. Right. Like we don't find ourselves working till six or seven o'clock at night and then going to take our walk we find ourselves working till five o'clock and then go and getting on the boat together go wake right 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 and right it's a very different energy you know right so today we are going to talk about feedback Ooh, we're going to talk about giving feedback see yeah, oh feedback this too. is so amazing so i just did a keynote into growth day which if you guys don't know it's a personal development app that's incredible it has everywhere that you can journal with journaling prompts and it has keynotes from incredible speakers like Ed Milet, Jenna Kutcher, Brennan Bouchard. And it's like the most incredible spot for just about everything that you could ever imagine learning, like true masterclasses. And I go in there all the time to find masterclasses on different things that I want to learn or talk about. And so you can go to the Growth Day app, which is in the show notes, or and you can try it for free, actually. But I just gave my keynote into it because I keynote into it every single month. And the keynote was all about feedback. And, you know, right when you said, ooh, should I be scared? That was the whole precedence of feedback is that in order to start making feedback a normal part of your life, which is very, very important because we don't grow without it and our company can't grow without it. Not giving feedback is a huge bottleneck in your business and your relationships. And the way that you perceive it is going to be a lot about how you share that perception to your company and your culture and your relationships. So I know that you were joking with yeah. your cringe face, like, oh, no, but most people are not because they perceive it as negative, where feedback is actually one of the only ways to grow. So if we started to view it that way, that's where we're going to start is 
feedback being a really important foundation for growth in general and changing the way that we look at feedback. Well, this is interesting. If you ever listen to Gary B speak on a regular basis or listen to his podcast, you people will say, you know, hey, man, you're so good at everything. He says, no, I'm not. He goes, my biggest weakness is candor and feedback. And he said, it got me into a lot of trouble and it really hurt my businesses quite a bit. And I had to learn how to start operating in loving candor, which is feedback. Mm -hmm. He had to learn how to not avoid feedback and pretend that everything's okay, but instead how to have those conversations and give the feedback when feedback is necessary. He said his business has been exponentially better ever since he got that figured out. And we know that even for our marriage, there was a point where we were about two years into our marriage and the way that I had seen growing up people deal with tough conversations was to run, to go shut themselves in a bedroom, to leave, to get in the car and, you know, go stay at a hotel or whatever that looks like. And it wasn't the best relationship. And so, you know, when we first got married two years in, this was the form that I used in everything in in prior relationships as well. And one day you said to me, like, we're not going to make it through this. Like, if we're not able to have tough conversations, then this isn't going to work out. Like it already is not working out right now. So you said, if you leave, don't come back. And that was, (laughs) I was like, so hurt. But also in that moment, I was like, this is not working. And things prior to you in my relationships did not work. And so it was the moment of, we have to have tough conversations. And Tim Ferriss has that amazing quote, your level of success will be determined by the amount of tough conversations that you're willing to have in a day. So it's not a week, it's not a month, it's literally a day. So where there's smoke, that's when you have the conversation. And we also know in our business that we took years of not having tough conversations and guess what we had to do? Lay people off, Uh not get the work that we wanted, not be in good relationships because of us. So yes, of course, maybe that person may not have been able to handle it. We don't know. We don't know because we didn't do it. So how important feedback is. So let's talk about 12 steps of feedback. So the first one is to be clear and don't sugarcoat it. Just being straightforward because clear is kind and aiming for precision. Yeah. That's interesting. So I don't know if you, well, of course you remember. I mean, I was going to say, I don't know if you remember. Of course you remember. But people listening, I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I had to spend a year during the recession flying around to random cities where we had bank branches. And I'd walk in in the morning, say, hey, guys, we're shutting you down. I apologize. I know this is not a great message. I'm going to tell each of you one-on-one uh, what your severance package is. And I did it to about a thousand people over the course of that year, one by one. And what I learned real quickly was that people want you to be direct. They don't want you to tell them how sorry you are. They don't want to, don't make it about you. Don't talk about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. No. Do not talk go, about how hard right it is to, to give that feedback. It's right. not you about you. Loving way, but you go right to the point. I'm here to let you go. Here's what you're going to be getting. And I will answer any questions you have whatsoever. And I'm incredibly sorry that we put you in that position. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, for me, some of the easiest ways to open the conversation is to even acknowledge how I feel about feedback. Like, hey, feedback is not negative or positive. It's about growth. Yeah. So this is why I want to tell you blankety blank, blank, blank. I like that. And it's just like a great segue for me to start having that conversation. Like, this isn't a negative thing. It's a growth thing. I thought something else related to that, too. When you are known for giving feedback on a regular basis, then it's not shocking or scary or a negative thing to people. No, But if you've always avoided feedback, now they're shocked that you're going to be honest with them and it feels like a negative. So yeah, it feels like an one, ambush. The first one can suck. The first one can feel like an ambush. But at some point in your life, you better start getting feedback on a regular basis or your life's going to get more and more and more and more of a mess. And you're always going to say, why does this keep happening to me? 
I do feel like there is a bit of a way to prevent that ambush by having it or talking about that you want to incorporate it as a company core value yeah. and say, this is what I want to start doing so that it's like an expectation. Okay, this is coming. And then in your relationship, if you haven't done it, kind of just start saying, I really want to start fostering this in our relationship so that we make sure we're always growing together. And so this is what it's going to look like. And I think you just set that expectation so they know it's coming and it doesn't feel like a crazy ambush. Okay, number two. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone. And I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing, like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up in your life and most importantly how to prevent it but i want to tell you if you have not gone and checked out the boss babe podcast yet go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs and i know that if you're listening to the show chances are that's probably you you guys they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers the Boss Babe podcast is the place where they share real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly, these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys go check out the boss babe podcast you're not going to be sorry and it's just gonna like make you way smarter and you're gonna have way more fun so go check it out write out your ideas and points beforehand this one is really important to me because when i'm in a tough conversation my emotion takes over and i kind of forget what i even wanted to tell them and it doesn't seem that bad at the moment because now emotions are really high. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll just skip it. And I don't say all of the points that I wanted to make sure I leave that meeting saying. So number three, be as specific as possible and use examples. So I know sometimes I've gotten feedback and it's like, Hey, it's very vague. So I don't actually know what I'm doing wrong. Instead of like using an example, like, 
Hey, Mary, I noticed yesterday that you were gossiping about someone or you were talking about someone. Maybe you don't even say gossip. Maybe you say talking about someone, not to the person. So next time we know that a core value is to have candid conversation. So make sure you're not talking about that person. You go directly to them. Boom, done. It's in the moment. It's clear, it's concise, and you use an example. I would add to that, don't use broad strokes in the brush, or I should say definitive terms like always. You you always do this or all. Mm -hmm. All of your work has been because there's exceptions and then your feedback isn't valid in their ears when there's even one out of 10 exceptions. Right. So don't use those all-encompassing definitive terms. Be very specific, like you were just saying. Even with your partner, I know you and I have like had really rough like experiences on this because we have used that language. I know I've used it for you. I know that it makes everything that you've done feel like it's wiped out, like all the good wiped out. And it's a really, it's just going to add fuel to the fire. Yeah. It makes you put up your wall and not be able to hear what people are saying. So if it's something very specific, like, Hey, I know that you are probably not trying to mean to do this, but when you leave your clothes on the floor, it really feels like you're not respecting the work that I did around the house. Just something like that. Like very, very clear. And oh God, I never leave my clothes on the floor. They're always on the floor, but yeah. we've also found... You just said the word always. Oh, I really I did. Turn around and look. Do you see any clothes on the floor right now? Our housekeeper is presently here and just cleaned our room. Doesn't matter. Do you see any clothes on the floor right You're now? hilarious. And I'm sorry that I said always. This is really funny. I just totally got caught. Okay. Number four. Avoid the feedback sandwich. So I've been thinking a lot about this because I really have been taught to do this. But the more that I've thought about it, I talked about this with my sister-in-law, Jackie, this morning, and she's in HR. And then I listened to a bunch of stuff on Radical Candor in the book by Kim Scott. And this is really confusing for people. So when they've been asked after they get the feedback sandwich, which is essentially it's called the shit sandwich. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a compliment, critique, compliment. And when they leave that, they say, I don't actually know if that was like a meeting about things I did good or if they really mean that they want me to do the thing. And it just elongates the meeting. So if you already have built trust among that person, you don't need to do compliment, critique, compliment. They already know that you care. They know why you're giving the feedback is because you want to help them improve. So it's like, go straight for it and thank them for being open. Well, that's a tough one because it's counterintuitive. Intuitively, you want to, you want to start by welcoming, you know, like showing them you appreciate them and you want to end on a high, even if you have to give something back. So like, it's like, you want to say, hey, you're not a complete piece of shit, but here's where you're <laughs> shitty. But also, I'm encouraged that you won't be shitty in the future. And you're saying, don't do the shit sandwich. Like, this is truly, just tell them what's wrong. I mean, do we do that to each other? It's kind of like more direct. It's like, so here's the thing. I think you're thinking in terms of when you have a check-in meeting, like a, a review. You're right. And so, yes, a review, that's important because it's a review of all of the good. And then if you have the bad, you kind of want to do that a little later and then maybe end the review with like a high note. But this is about giving frequent feedback in the moment, like really having a culture of it and a relationship of that. So you don't need to do all of those things and do the compliment, critique, compliment, shit sandwich. Okay. Number five, share your intention and desired outcome from the start. For me, this is really huge in personal relationships. And also I do use it in teammate relationships as well. So I just communicate my intent and desire like, Hey, I want to have this conversation with you because I want to 
deep in our relationship, or I want us to grow together, or I want you to really grow in the company. So state your intention and desire and know that the intention and desired outcome is not that I want you to leave the company or you're not going to be here unless that is, then use that. That's a very different conversation from today. That's not included in this. But if your intention really is to grow and to help them get better, state it. I love that. Number six. That makes it easier to deliver too, by the way. Yes. It gives you like this, like, okay, you know that I care about you. Uh And the, that really is the foundation for all feedback is the person has to know that you care. All right. Number six, setting the environment. Just make sure it's a comfortable. Yes. Dinner, pasta, chocolates. So just make sure you're not, if someone's sensitive, please don't deliver this in a coffee shop with everyone around. Like they're going to feel like it's kind of an ambush or maybe they're going to have some emotions because I've given feedback where people cry or I have cried, right? And you don't want to have to do that in a coffee shop. Just make sure you're conscious oh, of who it is. They don't cry. It's not like crying. They might cry anyway. Number seven, capacity check. This is more like personal relationships and family. Assess if the person can even handle or benefit from the feedback that you want mm, to give. Interesting. Because that just might need to be a personal boundary in your life. Yeah. Like they may not even be able to take it. Or handle it. Yeah. So you're not going to have any good come out of it. If you know you've tried this before and it doesn't work, this just might need to be a boundary or less time with that person. It's like the people are uncoachable. Mm -hmm. It takes you a while to realize they're uncoachable. But once you realize they're uncoachable, stop the coaching. And that might also be someone who you may not be able to have on your team anymore. Can this person even handle this feedback that we are about to give or that we need to give? Yeah. Number eight, building trust. It's just, like we said, the foundation. You have to cultivate this, though, through consistent and frequent feedback, negative and positive. So feedback doesn't have to be negative. Feedback is also positive. So in order for you to give them negative feedback, you have had to have built a relationship of trust through also frequent positive feedback. Mm -hmm. So that when you give the negative, even though it's not really negative, it's for growth. When you give the growth feedback, maybe you even change your language in your company, there's like positive feedback and then there's growth feedback. And you know that that's where you there's going to be room for you to grow. This one's crucial. You have mm-hmm. to consistently be delivering them information, a.k.a. feedback. Or if you only do when it's negative, they're going to grow to fear you every single time that you walk up to them. Yeah, I use the example of our dog's collars. Yeah where we're supposed to be giving feedback to them through the collar of negative and positive. So when, when they, the command, not when, they don't do when it. we put the collar on bonkers, he's excited. When Ozzy gets his collar on, he's excited because he knows there's something coming. Yeah. That's just a guide. Yeah. It's just a guide. What are we going to do? What do I get to do? This is yeah. exciting. So like making that trained into our brain, that feedback is both. It's sure. both. It's not just negative. All right. Number nine, timing and state of mind. Just be aware when you're talking to someone that you don't give it to someone. If it's like, you know, they're having a really rough day or something just happened in their family yeah, good. or there's a, a family emergency. What EQ, day are you going to have right? it? Yeah. Have that emotional intelligence to know that even though it's urgent to you, today might not be the day they're going to be able to receive it. And this is something you taught me a long time ago when we were having communication issues. When I, you know, sold part of the mortgage bank and came home and helped you grow your brand. Like, Chris, it's not your message whether it's right or wrong. It's the way you deliver it and the timing in which you deliver it. And that's stuck with me forever. And that's really what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Totally. Number 10 would be face-to-face interaction. Whenever possible, deliver it face-to-face. So next would be Zoom, then maybe next a phone call. Please, I really think avoid text at, at all costs. There's too much left up so to... Wrong. Yes, too much left up to interpretation. They could just ghost you mm-hmm. after that and not even let you have a conversation because they've threw their wall up. So you cannot tell tone of voice in text. No. Maybe you can try to convey it with emojis, but that you don't use emojis when you give the freaking feedback. No. 
So always, always make sure it's at least at minimum over the phone. But I really think Zoom or in person whenever possible. Number 11, just practice. Like start making this a conscious thing that whether you have to set reminders on your calendar, on your phone, to practice giving good feedback and observing where you need to give some growth feedback. And some really good signs of knowing where you have to give growth feedback is where you're feeling some resentment. In 12, the last one, don't draw it out. Just make this quick, concise, and often. Tear off the Band-Aid. Tear off the Band-Aid. All right, you guys, we're so grateful for you. And we are frequently using this 12-step program (laughs) of giving feedback. Chris, any feedback for me? No, you crushed it, babe. (laughs) It's looking at me like, where is this going? All right, we're so grateful for you. And let us know if you use this. Like, I always love to hear if you guys took this and had to use it on a team or you've noticed it in your relationships because this has been huge for us. It's actually been something that has unlocked so much just success and deeper connection in our life. Truly, I think it's been the the key to us being together for, oh my God, it's our anniversary literally this week for 19 years, August 27th, 18. 18? Oh, I told everyone 19. Whatever. (laughs) It's all a blurry, you guys. We're just together forever. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you next week. Thanks for being here. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so 
you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.